You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified dribble and unwavering dribble. This is Dribble Pod number two. First one was two and a bit hours of utter nonsense, um, and we're back to do it again. We've, I think, hopefully streamlined it a little bit. Not as many dribbles. There was some in there that were probably just like double up, pointless, this, that, this, that. Um, but ready to rip in. This is the, the podcast for the punter and the dribbler, Eddie. That's right. Made by them or made for them and made by them, I guess. Well, they're doing a lot of heavy lifting, the dribbler. Like you say, I think this week will be far more streamlined. You can't, ex- you won't be seeing two hour plus play times on well, the let, podcast. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. It's early days. I will say this. You might have heard some uh, beers opening. You may, if you're watching this, notice that Eddie's bought in a vape. Is the lockdown taking its toll? And do we rely more and more on substances to get us a little bit inebriated to get through even the simplest of tasks? Yes. I drink every day. I would smoke cigarettes if I did smoke. Oh, yeah. Which seems like a pointless thing to say. But substances... Send them my way. Substance is the real winner out of lockdown, I think. I'd agree with that. Like, if you're in the substance business, business is booming. Business is really, really good if you're a substance slinger. I mean, like, I think alcohol sales are up 30%. Something like that. And for a nation of Australia, in which they were already, I'm guessing, pretty big, mm. that's a pretty sizey jump. I would say that I went from not drinking during the week mm-hmm. to drinking every single day of the week. You and I... Exactly the same. I, I never used to drink during the week. No. Maybe it was a combination of having big weekends and I needed a break. I don't know. That's like, probably got something to do with it. But I think also like the nature of being stuck somewhere. You just sort of you like need to need alter a, your reality a little bit. Yeah, take the edge off. Take the edge off. And that's what substances do. Oh, like I now constantly have a case of piss in the fridge. Yeah. Well, Yuli's thanks to Yuli's Brews. Thanks to our friends at Yuli's Brews friends who dropped them Bruce. off. Yes. Delivered I get them to dropped the to the door, mate. And they throw in an extra six pack just for... Good measure. I mean, Friends it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Now, we're not drinking them here. As well, we they do don't have, sell them down the road. That we, the just, we didn't have access to them on a moment's notice. Now, none of that matters, Eddie. Just a quick sort of, you know, dance around. Uh, I don't think... Last week, we sort of... We, we touched on some sporting news. Mm. Not really much has happened since we did the podcast last, and in the interest of keeping this thing short, and also not cannibalizing content for the biggest podcast in the world, which is the Monday recording. That's right. We just kind of want to get into the dribbles, don't we? I think so. Mate, the only thing that's happened is that all everyone who was potentially going to test positive for COVID, Latrell, um, Robinson, uh, Reynolds, Reynolds and, and uh, Liam Knight, have all passed with flying colors. So the moon landing's still on. Moon landing's still a go, despite the fact that Bryce Cartwright and a couple of others doing their best to fuck it. I'm going to have... It's not breaking COVID laws, is it, if we share a vape? Dotto. I haven't seen any rules around vaping in COVID laws. Look, I haven't. Yeah. ScoMo hasn't addressed it. No. All right, did we get into it? Let's go. The first dribble. Um, Let's hope it's not a five-minuter. Well, I can only I can only hope. I know there is one in there that is at least six minutes. Yeah, g'day, Tom and Eddie, and the rest of the punters and dribblers. Um... Long-time dribbler, first-time caller. Thought I'd hit the hotline up to try and bring a bit of uh, AFL rhetoric to the conversation as per your request in the most recent potty. Um, yeah, I 
was just having a bit of a read about some of the um, the proposals for these Corona hubs they're talking about setting up in the AFL, and um, yeah, just I think there's some good points being made. A lot of the AFL players are having a bit of a wind that they're going to be away from their families for too long, and all this other shit. I'm imagining we're talking probably a period of maybe one. Uh, it's your phone, bro. Oh, God. Sorry, punters, dribblers. I'm and, keeping uh, it just reminded me of um, watching the test recently, and you see those cricket players spending probably nine months a year away from home. Mm. The ultimate home. Um, I'm yes. an AFL dribbler, unfortunately. Um, but even I think this is some pretty beta behaviour from these AFL players. Uh, you listen to some of the rugby league players who would chop off their own arm to go and play a game of footy, so... I just think maybe they need to take a bit of a leaf out of the NRL's books and uh, you know listen to a bit of a bit of advice from Mr. Vlandes and and just suck it up and go and play the game they love. Uh, just want to know what you guys think. Anyway, see you soon. Yeah, Tom, have you ever heard the the term lead by example? I've yes, and well, I've often that's I've often found that's how we're described. Yeah, like leading your men into battle, sort of thing. Yes. Could could I draw a parallel between uh, Scaredy Cat McLaughlin and his his failure to act and, and lead the men into wimps. battle? Yeah, and his team of wimps. And if I'm an AFL player, I look at the leader and go, "Well, mate, he's not he's not prepared to go the extra yard. So why would I? Why would I? Why would I bother going and you know leaving my family when Scaredy Cat Gill doesn't even do the same? Now, Volandis has been front foot and front page of every paper in this wide, vast brown land of ours yeah. for the entirety of the, the lockdown, right? Mm-hmm. All I've seen is Gil stuttering and stammering, not knowing, not being sure of himself, not knowing what he's, you know, what he can do or what he can say. Weak. Weak as piss. It's actually embarrassing. And unfortunately for the AFL punter and dribbler out there, of which... There are many. They don't. They, you know, like despite the fact that we lean heavily on uh, sports not of an AFL variety, the AFL punter and the dribbler fucking love us, and they know that Gill's a big scaredy cat. Well, I mean, if I was an AFL, you know, fan, I'd be disappointed. I'd be, I'd be disappointed because probable, one hundred percent, because you need action in these times of darkness. You need, you need a leader to lead you into the battle, and they're not getting that. So, rightly so. If I was an AFL fan, I'd be furious, Tom. Absolutely furious. Leaders lead, Eddie. Leaders lead. They lead by action, and they lead by example. Leaders Eddie. lead. Yeah. And Gill not leading right now, Eddie. Let's just also try this. I'm gonna drag this a little bit this way, and then you come across a little bit this way. Right. There we now go. he's come back. Now first time dribblers usually get a second dribble, the double dribble we call it. Yeah, boys, uh, me again. Wouldn't be a first time dribble without a double dribble. So yeah. thought I'd oblige the punters and the dribblers uh, with a bit of a story. You might remember back when we were trying to get uh, Curtly Bill on the show. Shout mm. out to Curtly Bill. Um, there Trouble. was a punter in Melbourne who. Went along to the premiere of Adam Good's Docker's pretended he was mates with you. Mm. Uh, yeah, that was me. Uh, and all was going pretty well. Curtly was having a bit of a yarn and seemed to be entertaining my dribble until uh, we were talking about Australia's chances in the uh, upcoming World Cup. Me being a um, 
a, yeah. uh, I feel like we've heard this one already. Watcher. Which means we've heard the one from last week. By which I mean I barely watch a game. Well, what um, date was it? Twenty ninth was starred though. He said, oh, I think we'll Maybe right. it was just one that hadn't and been starred. Said, yeah, yeah. Pause him. We're <laughs> talking over this guy. I feel like I heard this one yesterday, but I don't remember his Gillan McLaughlin one. Well, look. We must have missed the McGillan McLaughlin one. We've heard that because we definitely heard the Curtly one. We've heard that, so you can just cut that out. Yeah, I'll just cut that out. Okay, done. Or I won't cut it out because I can't be fucked. Now this is the 29th as well. The 29th was when we recorded last week. Well, 10:54 p.m. So it's we're we good. We wouldn't have. All right, play on. Yeah, good day, boys. This is Dave here, fellow Bondi dribbler, first time caller. He's got Just a Bondi accent. Yes, he does. Good day to all the punters and the dribblers out there who are also, as he said the other week, spending isolation on the billies. This is a thick Shout Bondi accent. Oh yeah. But I uh, just wanted to throw out a TV show for you guys just to watch in isolation. Um, I don't know if you've seen it or not. Maybe it was discussed earlier in podcasts. I haven't been listening for a while. But it's called The League. Uh, American show about these boys in a fantasy football mm-hmm. league. Reckon about six or seven seasons. My friends and I just watched it religiously. Mate, just absolutely unreal show. NFL fantasy football. It's good, you know, pass the time during the off-season. What is that accent? But, yeah, that's all, boys. Cheers. Beer soon. South African? I don't know if it's... Well, it's like... Shout out to the Bondi dribbler there. I don't... Um, I have no idea whether that's an, like an accent of him sort of... It's like part part an Australian accent, part, you know, international student come from somewhere else. Yeah, possibly. Can't, can't, can't be sure of that. What he's talking about, though, the league, I used to watch the league all the time back in my Billy smoking days. I don't remember that. Uh, it was a good show. It was funny. Probably post us living together in Bathurst. Right, okay. So these were some sort of intermediate Billy smoking days, not university days. Yeah, um, yeah. Post-university Billy smoking Post-university Billy smoking days. Uh, great show. Funny uh, little bit of trivia for the punter and the dribbler and for specifically the Bondi dribbler here. Um, the main character who I can't remember his name in the show, but his real life name is Steve Renazisi, I think. He's a comedian. Got into a shitload of hot curry. So he was on the show. Everything was going well. Life's good. Show was good. Kicking goals. Kicking goals. And then somehow it was revealed that he had basically got caught in a lie that had been going for years. Where he claimed... What? Years long lie? Yeah. Where like... He claimed that he claimed that on September 11 in the year 2001 forgive me that he was in the building and like did some shit to like to help out or Oh something. like hero stuff. Hero shit. Yeah. And then it basically he just obviously told this at a party at some point and then the story got like it just people would then be like and oh, he couldn't geez. back out of he it he couldn't back out of it it then came out that he was lying and he got publicly publicly shamed and you can see all of it you can find it on youtube but you know it's him sort of having to go on this like apology tour and like went on Howard Stern and explained about oh my god like, it is lies are like 
snowballs, bro. Dude, they, they run away that, from me. Especially something like that. Bro. But he probably... <laughs> that's such a fucking weird thing to say in the first place. But, like, maybe he's pissed. Maybe it's years ago. He's nobody, right? And for some weird reason has has said it, which is very bizarre. But then as he gets more famous, the story probably keeps coming up. That's it, right? And they go, oh, didn't you do something in September 11? And he's like, oh, oh. yeah. Da, 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 da. And you're like, no. Oh, bro. my God. Punters and dribblers, there's a lesson there. Don't tell weird, weird lies. No, do not. Don't lie about being a hero. That's one of the worst lies you can tell. <laughs> because Cause heroes don't tell lies. No, though. exactly. But also, like, it makes it all the more pathetic. Oh, it's pathetic. It's pathetic. Oh, make no mistake. That's one of the most pathetic things I've ever heard. Oh, I'm a hero. A no. 9-11 lie? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... So anyway, yeah, the league, great show. Funny show. Watch it if you if you haven't already, but, um, you know, don't What's your accent, about... bro? Yeah, what's your, your accent? accent? More importantly, where is that from? Good dribbles, good quality, good audio. Hey, fellas, it's the dribbler from the South calling. The South. Just moved to Balmain from Adelaide. Oh, sorry, to Adelaide from Balmain last year. Okay. The month. A bit nervous. That's and all right. I just wanted to say good day to the fellas, the punters, and the dribblers. Mm-hmm. Love the first dribbler dedicated pod, getting me through moving to a land where no one knows a rugby league, <laughs> except the odd Rams diehard and random South. Are they guys. about? Like Not as bad one. as everyone says it is, little old Adelaide. Best creek ground in Australia, in my opinion. Anyway, be right soon. Keep up the content. Cheers, boys. Sweet. I think that was just more like a thanks for your help. That was a thanks for the Dribbler podcast uh, edition one. Yes. And I mean, this guy sounds like he's moved. Well, not sounds like he literally just said it, uh, but that he's moved from Balmain to Adelaide. Funnily enough, Adelaide's still probably more of a rugby league town than Balmain is anymore. Mate. No one in Balmain would know rugby league exists. And he said that there's the occasional Rams dribbler. Yeah. I mean, you, good luck finding a Tigers supporter in Balmain. You will not find one Tigers supporter one, in Balmain. You will not find one, mate. you got to go far west of the Anzac Bridge to find anyone. you got to go to Campbelltown. Yes. you got to go to Campbelltown. Yep. That's where you go. And then you start seeing VBs that they've like rebranded with orange and black for the West Tigers colours. But that's only in Campbelltown. You won't dribbles. get it in Balmain anymore. Put it this way. Drive down Victoria Road and have a look at that sad, sorry shit show that is the old Balmain Leagues oh, that they've just left. They've literally just gone. It's like, like a, have some respect for your club. <laughs> it's, get, it's you know what I mean? As sad as it gets. And it's been graffitied, and people are, kids are broken in hoodlums. Of Eddie. course, hoodlums, hoodlums are, are broken, broken in, in, and they've absolutely fucking desecrated what was once a famous clubhouse where heroes celebrated victories and probably chonged in the bathrooms oh, and yeah. got up to all manner of nefarious activities. Now it's like Needle Central, mate. It's a hoodlum's dream now. Yeah, that's what it's become. It's a hoodlum's hotbed. Um, Very and, disappointing. Yeah, but I can I mean, understand why you left Balmain. Well, if you're a rugby league fan. Well, look, he's probably left Balmain looking for rugby league. Yeah, and he's gone, where can I go? Adelaide, surely more rugby league in Adelaide than Balmain, and he'd be right. And well, he's already run into Adelaide's Rams dribblers. Yep. So Thanks for the dribble, bro. Violate to the Balmain leagues clubs because, yeah. I mean, if you if you ever wanted an, an illustration of a great club fallen, that's it. That leagues club is exactly it. It's almost too perfect. Arvo lads, hunters, and the dribblers. Uh, questions for the 
for you, Tom and Eddie. Um, Neville Dardoff here. <laughs> Just wondering, uh, you know, in talking beat tests and personal bests, yeah, um, you know, probably about a decade ago now, I would have run a 12.5. Um, the thing that I'm having issues with is whether it counts or not. You know, I was run you know, on a driveway where you know, in one direction there was a, a, you know, a relative decline on the driveway, where was this equaled out by an incline on the running in the other direction? You know, it's sort of been eating away at me for a little while about whether, you know, can I count this 12.5 or should it be run again? She's like, That's a great question. It is a good question. I can imagine it's eating away at you. That's something that would sit with a man for for many a year until it was resolved. Well, almost. especially when he's knocked out a pretty good a pretty good time in a twelve five. Well, that's my PB, Eddie. So I mean, if you're already if you're on par with me, that's already something to to hang your hat on. Uh, my my query would be why. Look, obviously he's looked. He's 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 gone for what he could find. I don't know why. Is he he's telling? Gone... Is he telling you and I, the punter and the dribbler, that he couldn't find a park? That add some flat ground or a road. Look, it's look, it's weird. I'm not saying it's not weird, but he's asked us a question. No, and, I know, and I'm not. I'm not entirely sure because I'm you know, gonna as, say it doesn't count. As you grind up, you get the respite going down. Yes. Now, does a bit of respite every now and then? Does that cleanse the soul? Because if you're if you're on flat, true, consistent ground, ground, there's no respite. No, there's no there's no easy stride, no, no easy meter in the beep test. Everything's grueling, and grueling and grueling. It gets more grueling until you until you pull. Yes. Now, if you're going uphill, yes, you're gonna be you get it, you're gonna be puffing on the up, but you're getting the respite on the down. You're getting the breather on. I the think down. what's really important and what this uh, this beep test dribbler has failed to really identify is the gradient. Now that the 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 hill really the gradient of the hill is really important here. I guarantee you, it hasn't been on a steep driveway no. in which you wouldn't be right, knock out a twelve five. You could was knock a big out a twelve five on any gradient worth its salt. No. So I mean, I kind of think that it's probably not that much of a hill, and maybe he's just got a guilty conscience more than he needs to. It's a guilty dribbler. But I'd say, look, ten years ago, probably worth getting back out there. Once this whole thing's down, I think we've got to look at. Some sort of collective punter dribbler beep test where we'll just set a date and a location, mm. and any P and D that can make it down there comes along and sets the you know basically sets a new precedent for themselves a yep. beep test they can sort of hang their hat on. Well, it's all about the PB, the beep test, all yeah. about the PB. And I think first, first at the showing should be this dribbler. Yeah, go to right past wrongs because put it this way, if you were running a four hundred meter race and there was half of it was uphill and half of it was downhill. Would they ratify that as an official world world time? No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. Would that be a world record time? No. So I think we... Would they hold that, international meets at a track like that? No. No, they wouldn't. Based on that, your 12.5 is null and void and you need to do it again. <laughs> it's dead in the water. It's dead in the water. Hope we've helped. Hope we've helped. Hey, boys. It's uh, Rex here of uh, Cheryl Crow fame. Um just wanted to quickly say that I'm keen as fuck for this uh, cornflakes uh, recipe. So, um, yeah, fucking get it happening. I want to see it. Um, and, yeah, and lastly, fucking cheddar and savoury shapes all the way. Have a good day, boys. Well, he finished poorly there because cheddar and savoury shapes are fucking disgusting. Was that the dribbler that put them on the on the punters and dribblers Facebook page? I think someone did put I don't something know. rogue like well, cheddars and... He's a, he's a Cheryl Crow fame. He gave us the, the bouncing back song. 
Okay. Okay. Look, mate, the Which fact... I've listened to consistently since... Cheryl Crow, the fact that you've called in and asked for the cornflake biscuits means I'll do them. Yes. I only needed one dribbler to ask. <laughs> He's actually kind of upset it's taken this long. Well, no, there's been there's people been, asking yeah, on the yeah, punters yeah, and dribblers yeah, yeah. page. I, I, I wanted to call in. I've got it. Yeah. Consider it done. Uh, I'll do a video. It'll be an IGTV. Yeah. Uh, of me in the kitchen. Well, see, I'd actually like to be in the kitchen with you now. Oh, you want to be there? Well, I think that it'd be nice for you to teach me how to... Mate, I'm happy to do whatever we think is going to be best for the punter and the dribbler. Yeah. If I'm helping... Look, that's probably not a bad idea because I can you don't know how questions. to make them. No. You don't know how to make them. Exactly. So you're you're representing the punter and the dribbler. That's it. And if you can teach me, you can teach everyone. I can teach anyone. Because I've seen you in the kitchen. I'm not fantastic. No, you burn things a lot. I have a proclivity... You like burn propensity to burn to burn, but yeah, consider it done. Uh, I'm going away this weekend, but next weekend we might have to get in the kitchen. I think we'll get in the kitchen next weekend. That's a promise to the punter and the dribbler. Episode one, episode of one of the Hello Sport cooking show. Yeah, look in the I kitchen mean, with Hello Sport, mate. COVID nineteen, it's brought it's brought variety back into the game. I'll give you the hot tip. <laughs> Hasn't it pushed us in some weird fucking direction? At the start of the year, the year of the punter and the dribbler, had you told me that I'd be doing a cooking show, I'd have thought you've lost it. But given that we've been in COVID times, given we've been in isolation, and given, Tom, that it's the year of the punter and the dribbler, need to start giving back. Yeah, exactly. And first stop, first port of call, make no mistake, is the cornflake cookie, the cornflake biscuit. It's it's best in class. Yeah. It's best in class. Well, I'm excited to see because you've talked a lot of shit about this biscuit and, you know, it just better deliver. Can I ask, is it a chewy consistency? Uh, no. It's a dried biscuit? It's a dry biscuit. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Because, I mean, like... I think the consistency of the Anzac biscuit might be the greatest consistency of any biscuit. So you would say that, right? You would say that. Now, you would say, generally speaking, that people like soft cookies, generally? I think that's fair. But do you like soft shapes? Definitely not. There you go. So there's other there's other avenues, and it's all about taste and the moorishness. Yes. The moorish aspect yes. makes the cookie, the cornflake cookie, best in class. Right, okay. If it's moorish, why? Because it's great. <laughs> Do pretty... like a soft cookie, though. Of course. I mean, and it's not pretending to be a soft cookie. No. It goes in with it written on the packet, not a soft cookie. Not a soft man's cookie. <laughs> it's a tough cookie. Yeah. If you've, got, if you've got dentures in that don't work properly, you might struggle. Yeah, this could be tough for you. But, I mean. All right. I'm excited. Good. Good. We've got a double dribble here. Got a double dribble. Hello, mate. I'm calling up about how much Raiders got fucking... Rob last year, mate. Raiders. Mate, the milk had a, such a good run. Ricky Short brought the best of the best of the worst team out of nowhere to fucking win the league. Yet we get fucking robbed. We got robbed fucking well. We got robbed so bad and embarrassing. So fucking, I'm way fucking three times he was bullshit. Is this guy just woken up from a coma and found out the result of that game? Look, we'll give him second dribble and he was so destroyed, he's written himself off just oh, waking up from a car. Big Mac. Um, Big I'm Mac. talking about how much the Raiders got bloody robbed this year. Talking about how Mad Dog Morrison is the king of climbing in roofs. And that's all we all need to know right now. So, anyway, that, the Raiders got robbed. So, when that six got six to call, that was a load of bloody rubbish. As if it, the ref, he saw it. He clearly bloody saw it. As if anyone didn't even see it. The milk knew that we deserved that title. The Chooks did not win, deserve to win anything. Mm. 
They didn't. Simple Not exactly as that. a well-crafted if argument. I asked all of my six friends fan. who I used to have are here, but I know they don't. They know exactly. This guy's a fucking dribbler. Simple Big Mac. Which we anyway, want. boys, good luck. Uh, be soon. Thanks, Big Mac. Look, Big Mac... I'm, I'm not going to say for a second that I wanted the Roosters to win because I didn't. I wanted the milk to get up. Yes. We were team milk. We were on the milk train. And I think I think this year the milk can go close again. I really do. Oh, absolutely. I think the, I think the milk's every chance. And I wouldn't be surprised, wouldn't be shocked that come October 25, if that's the date, I think it is, that the milk, the milk get the bickies. They get the milk. They get the milkshake. But to say that... It, or the result hinged on that six again play when they couldn't score a point for fucking what was it? I can't remember. Forty minutes they yeah. attacked and couldn't score. Yeah, and and they had and the Roosters were a player down. And there's no there's no guarantee that you would have scored on the, on another set of six because you you hadn't all game no. basically. No, right. And also, who's to say you get another set of six you don't drop the ball? But also, like, also Big Mac, it's fucking May. And I love you. And I'm not saying don't call with that dribble, but I'm part of this is that I'm going to clip you when you need to be clipped. And you motherfuckers lost in October. So... Look, 2020. You've already had two games this year. Yeah, yeah. Look, you look good. You look good this year. What? I mean, he's dirty. He's filthy. Oh, he's definitely filthy. Milk soon, bro. Cheers, bro. How fucking dank... Do you hear about what Elon Musk's called his kid? I don't get it. I don't actually under... I can't even pronounce it, but it's like... It doesn't look like it can be pronounced. No. Big day Does it surprise kid. you? No, but I mean, fuck, that kid's going to have a tough go of it at school. Just... What, are you trying to prove a point? What are you trying to... Are you trying to he's, that, he's like, that's his mind, bro. Well, it's, it's so, celebrity bullshit, right? Is it? Or is it just his mind? Well, it's not just him. It's not. He's not the only one that had the kid. That's true. But how has he sold her on that? Because she wouldn't get that, surely. Be a handful of people Her name's Grimes, dude. Hers is? Yeah. Whatever. It's, would I name my kid that? No. No, I wouldn't. Am I surprised? Mate, you're hard-pressed naming your Roddy. Tough. Really tough. We'll get that. We've got a couple of dribbles in, I think, with the Roddy names. We'll get to them. We'll get to them. Cheers, Big Mac. Cheers, the Mac. Getting through them. Getting through them. Really, really enjoying the short and the sharp dribbles. Yep. Boys, Posse Hollywood here. Um, pretty short, of course. Got to respect the dribble hotline here. Um, first time caller, single digit. Uh, B test forever. Look, I'll back myself here because I think you've got to consider life to be a sprint sometimes. And in these, um, in these, I guess, uncertain times, it is a little bit of a sprint day by day. Anyways, I just thought I'd put something by you. So, pubs drippingly close to being open. I want to get your opinion on um, what you think would be most inspirational movie speech to get us through. One that comes to an example, or as an example for me, would be, um, what is it? It would be Mighty Ducks 1996, Dior, where they all come together, big match against that absolute alpha team that they had no, absolutely no chance against. Um, anyway, so... They did the old ducks fight against the chant. I think that gets led pumping through. 
absolutely drifting through. But yes, love your opinion. Give me some brave heart stuff. I need it. We all need it. The nation needs it. Goodbye. Uh, first and foremost, the Mighty Ducks trilogy, unbelievable. Gordon Bombay. I can't remember Gordon Bombay getting the boys up as much as the punter and the jubilee would probably need going back into the pubs. I have uh, an admission to make. You've never seen them. I think if I have, it's in passing. I don't. I assume they beat the baddies at the end. That's all I know, mate. So I obviously watched the Mighty Ducks during the nineties, right? Yeah. But business partner Matho was like, "Bro, I was watching TV the other night, and on Foxtel they were running the they were running the Mighty Ducks trilogy, and so I watched it. He's mm. like, you have to go back and watch it. It is unbelievable. Yeah, and it is." Right. It is unbelievable. Like, Again, I'm sure. And I know it is because I was obsessed with like the Mighty Ducks logo. I was like, this looks dope as Just fun. the whole premise is hilarious. Like Gordon Bombay, I think he gets done like drink driving or something. And he has to go back and back to like his roots and co- and coach a, um, a peewee, a peewee hockey. hockey team. And he rocks up in his limo and he's like on the phone in the back and shit. He doesn't want to be there because he's like some alpha in the fucking business yeah, game and right. shit. Emilio and it brings Estevez. him... The kids it, teach him. It, it brings him back to his roots. Yeah, and the, right. yeah, yeah. He learns a lot of lessons of the kids. Does and he the kids meet a chick him. as well that he yeah, kisses yeah, yeah, at yeah, the yeah, end? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. that's all happening. And then he comes back to take... You know, America takes on like, I think... It wasn't Russia, but it was like Iceland or something. You know what I mean? It's yeah. good stuff. And, and, it's, and it spoke to like what the Cold War, post-Cold War Of America. course it did. And then the third in, the third installment is then they're at college and like they're the B team. They end up taking on the A team, they're I think. They're at college? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're old as shit. Yeah, they go into it. Yeah. And they're all the same characters? Mostly. They add a few new ones in over but time. But like your original characters No, the original, the original one there is there. Like the main kid is in all three. Right. So there's just one that's in all three. I think that fat goalie was in all three. Dior. Here's some more trivia. Fat goalie got very heavily addicted to meth, lost all the weight, and just recently, like he was found living on the streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Child star stuff, bro. It's not good. No. Shout uh, out to Matilda. In terms of speeches, uh, Al Pacino in is it any, any given, given Sunday, Sunday comes to mind? Yep. I mean, what about Coach Boone and Remember the Titans when he's got them all running to Gettysburg or wherever the fucking. <laughs> and they're there where like the Civil War had happened and they were, you know, like on this battlefield and we're bringing a team of bi- a biracial football teams. We're bringing together. them together. We're bringing them together and on this land, our yep. forefathers died for this team, essentially. Oh, it's good stuff. That's good shit. It's, dude. it's, it's the best stuff. It's also, the best stuff. there's just some about Al Pacino and the way he builds it up. Well, he's just... got that fucking voice, <laughs> and you know that that monologue. It's also helped greatly by the music as well. Billy Bob Thornton in Friday Night Lights. I feel like the movie Friday Night Lights has been forgotten because of the success of the TV show, but the movie was fucking dope. Well, the movie laid the foundation, mate. Yes, and it was delightful. It did all the heavy lifting and for which the TV show went off the back of. Exactly, and Billy Bob has a very stirring speech within that. Outside of that, though, I can't remember. Are there but- other great sporting movies that we're just not thinking of? Has Rocky got a rev up? Probably, what about Rocky's... Uh, that's all. You mo- gotta get him, Rock. You gotta. There's something, you know. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of monologue stuff that goes into a Rocky get up and go. You know what I mean? Yeah. They rely on they rely on clever c- cinematography and Rocky like punching meat and shit. To yeah, get up and montage, about. montage. That's what I wanted. Montage, not monologue. Now, the only other option I can think of, Tom, is probably that dribbler who's playing bush foot in Victoria, and he's got his boys in a huddle, 
and he's just going, we're going to get those cunts. We're going to fucking smack those cunts. We Could we get that up? That. I'll get, get that, that up, up and I'll play it to the punter and the dribbler. Is it's on this... our Instagram somewhere, but you might even just be better place to go. AFL halftime speech. Now, is this what we needed? Is this what we need? It's it, definitely Yeah, three-quarter time. Yeah, three-quarter time, of course. Yeah, here we go. This is it. This is what we need. Best way to fucking sticking up everyone's fucking asses to take this fucking Come on! Can you feel it now that we've got it? Somewhere in the 80s, there was this chick that did this fucking marathon, and she fucking, fair enough, she'd come fucking 10th or 20th or something like that, but that's not important. The poor bitch was fucking running. She actually fucking crawled to the fucking line. She didn't fucking give up. She fucking pushed herself, she pushed herself, she pushed herself. To near fucking exhaustion. That's what I'm asking of you blokes, is to push yourself right to the final. Take this fucking prize away from these cats. They ain't deserve it. We fucking do. Do fucking right. Do fucking right. This poor bitch. She was near fucking exhausted. Fair enough, she finished 10th or 20th or something. Don't fucking matter. Uh, that's the greatest rev-up speech in the history of sport. So that's my answer. That's, yeah. I, I lock in D, three-quarter time speech blasting by Shepherds Bush Rangers in 2005 grade final. Yeah, the AFL, the, the, the Bush AFL club of the podcast. Double dribble. Uh, I think he calls back. 2.23 a.m. And then calls back the next morning. So this will be fun. Dribbler. Uh, good Six evening, minutes. Uh, fellas. Uh, also, shout out to Big Tasty and the Six Tasty Boys. Love minutes. what you're doing. Love the freshness that you're bringing to the dribblers. Um, look, I'm walking home after going to a mate's place. Uh, I've got some thoughts, so I thought I would just uh, leave them at this fucking message tone, I guess. Someone uh, first thought is, and I got this thought from you guys talking about getting a bit miffed about suspended sentences. Uh, one of the biggest, like, I'll make Cleary and fucking all the other cunts who got suspended sentences for their, you know, their COVID-19 bullshit. Something else that really got my gears is the Cronulla Sharks. Uh, those fucking idiots, they got fucking done for peptides, you know? They got dumped with peptides with old mate Dank. Um, and you can't tell me that peptides don't last a couple of years. Wouldn't know. And after that whole Sada bullshit where they pleaded guilty, um, they got suspended sentences for six months, which was backdated for some bizarre reason. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they were more or less allowed to play on. Uh, to me, that's absolute bullshit. <laughs> Um, some other thoughts I had is also the Cronulla Sharks apparently achieved a salary cap the <laughs> year before shark. and the year after they won the fucking flag. So if you can't tell, I fucking hate the Cronulla Sharks. <laughs> I think go. they're just pieces of shit. Um, Benny Barber got done for coke 
which is fine in my eyes. But Black Cunt got like the biggest fucking... He got the biggest sentence out of all of them. And he's just having a good time when they won the premiership, you know? Agreed. So Couldn't agree more. Uh, that to me is wrong. Um, I'm not happy about that. Uh, I we'll think pet tides are a lot worse than a little bit of uh, booger sugar uh, in the evening after you've won a premiership. Surely they should yes. either decide to test everyone after a premiership or just don't do it at all because then no one would know. I heard of a, a guy that I know day, was working at the bar. Um, Can you pause it? Yeah, let's pause yeah. it and just digest. Yeah. So, obviously, this gentleman still very cut up about the fucking post-2014 grand final whenever the Sharks won it. 15. Fif- no. 16. 16. Yeah, 15 was Storm, 16 was 14 Sharks. was Rabbitohs. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, Benny Barber, witch hunt, but he's also an absolute piece of shit human being. So, Whatever. Uh, but you're right, it was a witch hunt, and I think it's real dog when they test players after grand finals. We've 15, had this conversation. 15 was Cowboys, by the way. Yes. I know someone who was apparently working at an establishment that was used for a rugby league team's Mad Monday, like mm-hmm. a post-grand final win, yep. the Premiers. Yep. Won't say who, won't say where, won't say which team, but... Basically, they said they like blacked out all the windows, locked the doors, and one bartender or something, I think, or two bartenders, and they had to sign NDAs. And certain players from the team, like it was a madhouse, as yeah. you could expect for rugby league. And there were players like behind the bar pouring and stuff and uh, shelving dupers. <laughs> Again, hor- like rumour and innuendo. I'm not putting anyone particular under the bus. Just, well, look, we hear whispers. If you're, if you, but, but I mean, if you think for a second that a wild rugby league do doesn't involve shelving dupers from time to time post grand final, then you're fucking, you're watching the wrong game. You're an idiot. And also, just to, to put a little bit of light onto the Ben Barber situation again, based on rumour and innuendo, I heard, Tom, that he was one of the only players tested and they did so knowing that he would test positive so that they could get rid of him. And because they had salary cap issues, which we now know have come to light, and it was their way of sacking him without having to pay him out and, and really? sell him and shit. That's what I heard. They wanted to get rid of him. Now, is that a vicious rumor? Yeah, it is. Uh, but is is it is it in the realms of possibility? Of course, it's in the realms of possibility. Of course, it is. But God, that because fun. they didn't test the whole team. No, well, you know they don't do that. Usually, it's like random drug tests. Yeah, but that's random drug tests for like performance enhancing. If you're you testing people even... after a grand final to see if they were on the gear, you test the whole team. Yeah, but, I mean, not everyone's going to be at the same spot. You know, it could be like you're all running around doing this, that. Well, they know. They would have tested them at, like, Look, what did a function after the game? Anyway. I think it's slack. I think it's slack. Real slack. Yeah, the, the full guy for that whole fucking Cronulla saga over, like, five years was the electric Benny Barber, who, admittedly, is a piece of shit, as it now turns out, mm. throwing mm. rocks and just beating up his missus, which is absolutely not on. And, like, obviously a renowned piece of shit, as we now know it. Mm. But he's the, he's the only guy that actually served any time for A, salary cap, or B, fucking peptides. So I'd like to know your thoughts on that. Uh, very anti-Cronulla. I'm just not a big fan. Uh, I think the whole 2016 was a bit of a fucking G-up. You know, they've got a fucking fancy song, that up-up Cronulla bullshit. Not, not like... Catchy song, no doubt. But, it's catchy. It's uh, really I think catchy. I was yearning for the uh, for the uh, 
fucking, you know, those cunts from southern Sydney where they beat up a whole bunch of non-white cunts that time on Australia Day, whenever it was. Oh, right. Jones got into it. So. <laughs> right. Anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, that's what I'd like to... Uh, that's my, you know, my first thought. That's his Another question. thought He's I had is that if Australia Fuck. treated rugby union the same way that New Zealand treated rugby union, in that it was literally the only sport that anyone cared about, I reckon that the Australian team would literally never lose a game. We would have lost a World Cup. We would never have lost a World Cup. But imagine if uh, we had all the athletes in this great nation of ours playing rugby union Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, AFL or rugby league. Uh, would we not have the greatest rugby union team of all time? Yes, we would. You can't tell me that, you know, getting fucking Buddy Franklin or fucking Adam Goods or fucking, you know, any of those other cunts to play AFL alongside fucking uh, the Lord, Saviour, Jonathan Thurston, the GOAT. Uh, I don't care what you say about Andrew Johns, but Jonathan Thurston's the GOAT because he did it with, like, the Cowboys and... The Cowboys are my team, admittedly. But, um, well, there, yeah. you go. there you go. Joey did you know, twice. The Cowboys just don't have a lot of pulling power because, you know, Townsville's a bit of a shithole. Look at the forward pack for the 2001 He did it with a bunch of blokes who were just fucking happy to be there. So he's certainly the GOAT. But well, the you can't tell me that, you know, Cam Smith was our fucking halfback, the heir apparent to fucking, um, what's his name, Georgie Gregan. You can't tell me that Cooper Cronk playing 5'8 instead of the heir apparent to Buddy uh, Steve Larkin. Buddy, big GI playing outside centre for the Wallabies. What a fucking sight that would be. It's all over. It's all over. Billy Uh, Slater at fullback. Yeah. And then you convert all our AFL players, and that all they do is play rugby union. I reckon it's fucking fantastic. And I would love to see it. Absolutely love to see it. I wonder if an AFL player actually... Uh, Look, they're my two main thoughts as I walk home from... Maybe. Buddy Franklin. You know, what was... It's quarter past two in the morning, for being, for being honest. <laughs> yeah, you know, it sounds too far No, quite, this is very articulate for a well, late-night late dribble. For, for across the road. But, look, there's some thoughts I had. I've been stewing on them all week. Um, but, you know, the, the whole precipice of um, me calling in tonight was the fact that you guys weren't happy with suspended sentences. And I think the most bullshit suspended sentence of all time is the fucking Cronulla Sharks oh, dude, pet type. That is absolutely How much longer has he got here? I think Paul Gallon, anytime that oh, cunt bangs seconds. on about fucking, you know, some blokes getting on the fucking gear on a weekend, not touching, not, you know, not, not hurting anyone, just having a good time. And then he gets on his fucking high horse. Like, cunt, you were taking fucking steroids. Like, shit, sit down, you oh, ugly fucking potato-looking cunt. All right? So, um, cheers, fellas. Uh, be it soon. Um, give them hell. And, you know, um, thanks for bringing light to darkness, which is what's going on right now. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, bro. Light to darkness. Look, lot to unpack there, lot to unpack. I'll start by saying that I can't really remember the the intricacies around the peptide scandal. They did. There was. They got um, suspended. Didn't they get suspended, They though? did. There was a suspend. It wasn't a suspended sentence. I think it was like they got suspended... They got stood down, I think, or suspended during an investigation, maybe, and then there was a backdated suspension. So it was like, didn't half of them not get to play for a bit? Yeah, for a bit they didn't get to play, and then their overall suspension, I don't think, was that long. 
I don't think it was that long, in fairness. But also... I think that was based on the fact there wasn't a whole lot of evidence. Well, no, I think also it was to do with the fact that they were like, in a rugby league setting, this may be, un- this may be a reasonable or unreasonable call. I don't know, but like... If you're try, I, I think the players are gonna trust fucking trainers. I don't want to get too into this because this is like back from 2014. But like, I can imagine a, a player going, their trainer who is trusted, who their fucking coaches and medical people have brought in to administer shots and this and that, going, oh yeah, he says to have this. Sweet. What a lot of people don't realize, I think, Tom, is that how many substances and like... They're given so much they're shit. They're given so much shit. It's not like, you know, you're on three three veg and a bit of meat every night and, and that's it. And then someone it. just out of the blue comes up and oh, goes, Oh, have this. They're on supplement after supplement after yeah. supplement. And some are a bit gray and some are clearly banned. The thing with the peptide was it wasn't... It was banned... It wasn't banned the previous year, but yeah. it was the next, something yeah. like that. Like it was really grey area stuff from memory. Deal. I was gonna, I was gonna get on the peptides, one point last year. But like, you know, did they? Was their sentence long enough? Maybe, maybe not. But and then to go further, should they have won the premiership where they were cheating either side for salary cap breaches? They yes. didn't breach the salary cap that year though. No. Apparently, no. But also like. Every team breaches to some Well, that's degree. it. Every, it wasn't that bad. Look, you know what? Every single team in the comp breaches the salary cap. But when you look at the Melbourne team, where you've got Cronk, Smith, Inglis, Falau, uh, Hoffman, Geyer, Dallas Johnson, fucking, like, their team was ridiculous. That 06 to 09 Melbourne team was as stacked as it could possibly be. As a be. team gets. So second probably to the Roosters team yeah, from last year. Every year. Or every year. But I mean good dribbles. Anyway, let's move on. Or he's got another one, hasn't he? He does. How long back. is the next one? Well, Tell me it's a bit more respectable. I think surely he sees the light. Sixty eight seconds, That's I think. That's nice. Uh morning, fellas. Uh look, may have had a few Dusty. too many last night. Dusty. I'll dribble the hot nine. Cool. Uh, last night, I'm right. just looking at went for over six minutes, which is a bit embarrassing. But look, I just wanted to summarise what I think my thoughts were. Oh, no, fucking no, no. idiot. The cheating dogs. Uh, Why don't you summarise it? Chat, chat, four. Oh. shit win, that's bullshit. Uh, fucking Shia would be sick if we treated the Wallabies. If we treated rugby like Kiwi Street rugby. Oh, the six-minute dribbler. Fuck this is... Illegal. Put this is a bigger dribble than the six minutes. Yeah, this is. And a fucking 15 grand final. Oh. I'm fucking up the Cowboys. I oh. wish I was listening to six minutes of drunk six-minute dribbler. Mate, that was the, for the, for quarter past two in the morning and clearly had had a skin full based on what he what just he rolled out like, then. Yeah. He, mate, you should get pissed all the time. Yeah. Like, you should go to work meetings pissed. Uh, Maybe may a functional alcoholic, Eddie, and then this is obviously when there's no alcohol. Well... No, sort of good. So alcohol's is normal. Yeah, and this is him in the doldrums. Yeah, so I mean, I think the six-minute dribbler, mate. If you get a call back, call back blind. Yeah, put it that way. <laughs> we don't say that to many dribblers. Well, but he get. I'm allowing him. Well, he's the fucking. He's the first to nail he's the first it. First to absolutely nail it. Big taste. He could cut, take a leaf. Oh. Jesus Christ. Shout out, big. Oh, please reach out. Shout big, out, big out taste. Yeah, we miss you. Tasty and the tasty boys. No, there's respect. Pure there's a shout-out to Let's start it again. Oh, I missed that. Oh, that was it. Shout-out to 
Big Tasty and the Tasty Boys. Pure blonde Agante soon. I will say this. There is a lot of love in the community for Big Tasty yeah. and the Tasty Boys. Yeah. A lot of love. No, but, I mean, look, obviously they copped a lot of heat and a lot of flack early, BT and the TBs. But, like... But what, but point, what occurred was unprecedented. Yeah, exactly. You had to understand that this is this was beyond anything that we had any context to understand. Like 25 dribbles. Within one evening. A couple of hours. Couple put of in hours. context by the fact that he had to cop the, the intro to the hotline every time. It just put it put Dribbler, uh, Tasty and the Tasty Boys on a different plane. They are. They're on a different level. They'll look. I mean, you're looking at things like you know Michael Jackson's last dance. Uh, not Michael Jackson. Michael Jordan's last dance. They're going to make something about Big Tasty and the Tasty Boys very similar down the track. Yeah, like a like a Netflix ten a Netflix part series. Ten part series on Big Tasty and the Tasty Boys. Look, Big Tasty, reach out when you're ready. When you're ready, obviously that look, you probably it sounds like you might be licking your wounds. Oh, he's licking. And it's right. understandable because obviously the the media fanfare that followed, maybe you just weren't ready for fame. And I understand that. It's Mate, not, not many are. Not many are. Not many are ready for fame. No. Not many are ready, and that's all right, Big Tasty. But that's what you are now. You are Big Tasty. Yeah, yeah. You're you famous. St- you gotta steer into it. You're famous, bro. Yeah. And loved, it would seem. You can't outrun the punter and the dribbler. No, no, no. Yeah, boys, it's um, Boss Dog and Scoopsy here. Um, the uh, with the salty rooster dribblers, we're back. We're back. We're back from our yandy. Um, for the punters and the dribblers. The dribblers, indeed. Now, boys, um, we just like to say the uh, the standard version O2, the turn of Joey, one of the best episodes I've ever heard of, ever. ever. Thank you. Thank you very much. There's a few things there we, we'd like to pick up on that. Yeah. You know, the, the salty dribblers we are, the rooster dribblers. Listen. For one, the comment you made where, you know, picking, you know, Brett Stewart over Minicella at fullback in that 05 series, that's just... Oh. That's just absolute dribble. Why would, why would you pick the creepy uncle of Brookvale... Over the vampire of fucking Bondi <laughs> is beyond me. The count, the, the min cat. You never, you wouldn't, you wouldn't pick Red over the min cat ever. The vampire of Bondi is is uh, is creeping down on everyone. Yeah. I mean, you won Golden Boot that year, for fuck's sake. You would as much as we love, we do love the Prince. Don't get me wrong. Got but, it. But with the min cat, it's a different. It's a different kettle of fish. He was he was stuck in the neck of everyone that year. Men cats come off three grand finals and you and you picking Brett Stewart over yeah. He lost two of them. Complete dribble. He was he was he was succulently sucking the neck of every Australian individual of uh, you know, the rugby league that year. <laughs> It'd be like you'd be like you're saying you're picking big tasty over the hitman. It just it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Then listen to dribbles, wouldn't it? So we should catch up with them. <laughs> well, we love it. Anyway, boys, love the show. See you soon. See you soon, boys. Fuck. Oh god. 
salty those. roosters. The cooked chooks. Look, mate. They were shit-faced. That was a nice a nice level, I think. That was a beautiful... Mate, this podcast, this this dribbler edition has been spot on. Yeah. The Chillers have gone the big lift. They have gone the big lift. I like there's been a really nice level of inebriation, but still some sort of level of coherent dribble. They just wanted to come on and, and pray homage to, to Mincat. The Mincat, the and vampire I, I, of I get it. Mincat's a legend of the hey, game. Sucking the neck of everyone in the rugby league world. <laughs> Succulent, succulently, <laughs> I think they said. Succulently sucking on the neck of everyone in rugby league. And look, Mincat was good. He was great. But he's no prince. He's That's no what prince. we're saying. That's what we're saying. We stand by what we say there. And the prince first picked in any rugby league side. The prince had fate against him. That's the only thing putting That's him out it. of the graves of all time debate. Good dribble, though. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. G'day, punters. And... Dribblers. Uh, it's uh, at shit underscore punter. Back with another dribble. Brought you the... Oh, a lady just walked past me in the car and gave me a very weird look then. Very weird. Ends catching Stop dribblers out, bro. Yep. No, uh, look, great work on the punters of late. Great win getting... Uh, you know, a dribble dedicated pod. That is a, a definite win for the dribblers. Some good comments on the Facebook page. Ringing up about uh, kind of one of them. Somebody put a question around who's going to back up the best and who's not going to back up so good at all. Um, I think really what this comes down to is the players who are not in great shape when they take the field normally. If you think back through time, you could have a piss fit 11. Mate, we can, we can wrap it up now. We just came in. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah that's all right. All right, cool. Um, how much longer do you need? Mate, we'll just five minutes and then we're out. No worries. Thanks, bro. Hit it back again? Yep. See Cliffy Lions at number six. On the darts. Uh, sorry, I'm getting... That lady's come back and she's looking at me again. Um, Tim Smith at number seven. Uh, played drunk quite a lot. Greg Bird. Uh, always on the piss. Jason Smith. Uh, I think he got in the back page of the Telegraph with his finals diet. And I think they listed it out. He was drinking four or five cases a week uh, during his playing days. Anyway, boys, I'm... Uh, Getting close to 90 seconds. Uh, check out, check me out on Twitter at shit underscore punter, or on Instagram cubicle underscore three. Uh, Dribblets will love that one. Take it easy, boys. Getting his handles in there. Was he saying one like a, a team based on people that can back up well? Look, punters, dribblers. Let's just. You may have heard we just had someone come into the room. Now we may have forgotten to book the studio. Is that our fault? No. No. <laughs> we expect it to be booked on our behalf. Obviously, there's an intern that will be shot. It's be shot. Look, it's not our fault. It's out of our hands. Now, the dribbler, the, the pod, we're, we're three dribbles short of, of completing everything we've received. They'll be moved to next They'll week. They'll be moved to next week. Which is fine. You, your, your dribble hasn't been forgotten. You just got in too late. The bell rang. It's all over. That's the way it goes. That's it, mate. That's it in the big league. We've said it before. This is the pros now, punters and dribblers. Yeah. This is the pros. You've got to turn up every week. Some of you haven't. You might be you're benched. You're benched. You might get a run next week. We'll see. We'll see how we go. But that's it for this week. We're wrapping it quick. Uh, I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was fun. Bye-bye. You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, punters, dribblers, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified dribble and unwavering dribble. This is the Dribbler Podcast. Now... 
We did one last week. We got cut off midway. The audio fucked up. We wigged out. We didn't book a studio. We had people jumping in. We shouldn't have been here. Shame on us. Big mistakes. Big mistakes. But you learn from your mistakes. And you grow. You grow. You book in. You fucking let the people who need to know know. You do it by the book. You do Tom. it by the book because if you don't do it by the book, then you're a fucking. You find yourself in hot curry, and we found ourselves in some of the hottest curry we've been in for in recent memory. Certainly in recent memory, we we don't often find ourselves in hot curry. Tom. No, so we don't. So to find myself, you know, knee deep in, in a in curry. a really hot curry was. It didn't feel nice, did it? No, it didn't. No, it didn't. It but didn't feel nice. look, we're here to tell you, punters and dribblers, that no hot curry today. No. And so you're hearing this probably midway through last week's podcast because we're just deciding to merge them together. Yeah, yeah. It's just a double pod of dribble. So it's going to probably be a long one. But, uh, you know, that is what the dribbler pod has come to be. Now, with this moving forward, Eddie, we're either going to do them every week. If we don't have enough dribbles, we'll do it bi-weekly, tri-weekly. We're basically going to... As long as, like, we don't want these things to... Obviously, sometimes these dribbles are, you know... They're not all evergreen. Exactly. They're time-specific, so we don't want to, like, you know, have someone talking to us about something from six months ago. I think it's fair to say they'll either be weekly or bi-weekly. Or... Fortnightly. Fortnightly, yes. Bi-weekly would imply bi-weekly two a week. Bi-weekly would be two a week, so yeah. no, that's not what it is. Um, but, Eddie, are you feeling good, mate? You're well? I'm ready to go. Okay, I'm ready to go. Let's get into it then, hey? Yeah. I think so. G'day, punters. <laughs> Dribblers. Mm-hmm. Good Lord. Uh, it's uh, at shit underscore punter. Back with another dribble. Brought you the... Oh, a lady just walked past me in the car and gave me a very weird look then. I think we did this weird. one. Was he the last guy we did? He might have been the last guy. And we, no, uh, you know what? We're not, on the pump let's not get to you. You basically lost your dribble within the chaos of the, the last look, episode. Look, it's all timing. Yeah. Life is luck and timing. <laughs> and the cars didn't fall your way. Not this time at shit underscore punter. But you did get your handle out there two or three times. You did. And I think we sort of listened to it last week, but we sort of didn't. Well, because we got frazzled. You know what I mean? The the heat, you're of the, situ- the, the heat of the situation became too much for us to handle. You're out. It is what it is. Tough titties. G'day, Tom, Eddie, punters, and dribblers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe here. Firstly, regretting never using an alias for these. This is probably my fourth or fifth dribble just by the first name, but going to have to stick with it at this point. Secondly, fantasizing about my first rugby league skinfall after this all blows over and I'm allowed back outside. Um, Myself, personally, am planning to go to the Breakfast Creek Hotel, spend $75 on a steak, and get a lovely 4X off the wood, which is a particular 4X that only comes out of a wooden cast. You can get it at Brecky Creek and the brewery and I'm pretty sure that's it. I'm in Dior but fuck I haven't had it anywhere else Um, but wanted to know for you two what's the first destination to go once this all blows over and is it a fine dining experience for the punter and dribble or something something reserved maybe an aria or the like a two or three hundred dollar night or is it just down to the surf club, palmies, pints, and punting. Anyway, boys, probably should do some 
work. I've sat here staring at my isolation computer for two hours. Um, see, if the, see if the guys back in the office notice. But let me know how you'll spend your first rugby league spin pool. Cheers. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Look, if I'm honest, and I need to be honest you to need, the punter and you, the juggler. you got to be honest. Mine is is going to be a matter of of convenience. Where yeah. am I at the right time when the when the lockout laws ease to a point where it's free reign? You know yes. what I mean? Like they're sort of opening them on Friday, which is shit for I'm ten not... people. But it's only like what sort of big pub's going to open for ten punters in there in the fucking no. restaurant? It's a jail. But also, what experience is anyone going to have that's worth your your salt to, to go and have ten people at a pub? They're probably going to want you out of there quick, smart as well, so they can get the next ten people in. Like it's going to be a shit show. But uh, see, I wish that they just go nah. We're back and they're just open. Well, this sort of the staging of the numbers. We may be brought into a trap. But like we're where also, I find myself at the park. I'm being robbed of my my like of glory of be, my huge bender. That's like you are now free. The shackles have been removed. The the breakfast creek fucking off the, the wood. Four X off the wood. Like you can have it, but is it going to be the same if you're not surrounded by thirty punters and dribblers? Yeah, going mad for each other. Yeah. Yelling and yahooing and screaming. And yahooing. Yeah. yeah, you got the footy on. You got you've been on the blower. Like yeah. you're good to go. You know your, what I mean. Your missus has gone to mum's. She's gone to mum's. She's gone to mum's. She's gone to mum's. She knows you need it. Yeah. You know she, she knows you need to blow off steam. She's yeah. gone to mum's. She's made the right call. A business decision. Yeah, it's been a made no mistake. <laughs> she's a businesswoman. It, well, she is. She's savvy. Yeah, she's savvy. She's oh. a savvy. She's a savvy one. The dribbler. That's what we're dreaming of. That's what you're trying to envisage here. Yeah. But I'm concerned, Tom. And I think rightly so yeah. that the staging of the of the loosening of the restriction may rob us of that moment Huge, of glory. Yeah, and d- like for that moment of glory, I've got plans. I've got plans for that moment of glory, but I am concerned that that moment of glory may not come in the sort of ejaculatory yeah. experience that I think we're all hoping for. It might be like a drizzle. Yes, I pff, I fear drizzle. I, I fear, fear drizzle. drizzle, unless of course. It, they, most pubs just aren't really fucking around with a 10 or 20, and then they just go, all right, baby, now Here we're Here it back. is. We're back. What's up? Then Welcome. we might have some ejaculatory... Then we might get what we want. Yeah. Which is party time. And look, if you want to know what my party time is, not going to name the place because I don't want to necessarily get... Don't do that to him. I'm not going to do that to him, but there is a place that we've got planned mm. that is going to be a lock-in. Yeah. There is alcohol, more more booze than you need. More than you could drink. More, well, certainly more than you could drink. Literally more than any number of people could you drink. You can swim in it. You could swim. You could literally... You could swim in it. Do laps. Uh, but the plan is to have a lock in there for a day or two. So there's plans. There's plans. But... We're just hoping that... Let's, the, the, I, just, I just need it to play out how I need it to play out. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see Good question, go. though. Good question. Fucking good question. All right. G'day, boys. G'day to all the punters and the dribblers. Anyway, fellas, uh, i got a perfect name for the new Roddy. Lord Smudgington, the second of his name. Obviously, uh, the first is um, Lord Stephen Peter Devereux Smith. Great point, sure. Anyway, fellas, um, have some matches on the moon soon. See ya. Lord Smudgington the second. I mean, look, it's probably something that I'd indulge. Yeah. Whether or not Ella does yeah. is another story entirely. 
I don't mind Devereaux, maybe. Well, yes, Devereaux's not too Just bad. Just like There's, a bit of a nod. Yeah, and it's, it's like Ella may not realise it, but she might like the sort of, you know... It's a bit different. It's a bit different. Ooh, this is a bit European. Yeah. Or, yeah. Is this French? Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, la la. Yeah, Who? no, it's actually just Smudge's middle name, but yeah. she doesn't know that. And she doesn't ever listen to this I podcast, think, so she'll never know. Look, it's it, Lord Smudgington's great, but I like the idea of trying to work in something subtle that I can slip through to the keeper yes. without her knowing. I honestly was going to, when we were going to get a dog, and even once we got the cat, Louis, shout out to Louis, friend of the show. Big friend. Big friend of the show. Um, I wanted to call him the Don, like Sir Donald Bradman, and then you can call him the Don, Sir Donald. Don is pretty Don, sick. Donald. Yeah. Oh, don't mind that. You know what I mean? That ain't yeah. bad. The Don? The Don? Sir Don? I'd be upset if you stole it from me, but I'd also be no, happy No, but you'd for get you. it. Yes. You'd understand. No, I'd get it. Of course I would. Donald's good. Yeah. I'm actually on Donald. There you go. Now, with you, see, the, the punters and the dribblers, they just need to get us talking, yeah, get exactly. us chatting. Get the conversation started, and then you and I take it for a walk. Yeah, yeah we walk it. Donald, That's... I'm going to float that as soon as this podcast is over. I tell you what, the only ca- the, the problem I see for Donald right now in the current climate of the world is Donald Trump. But what I would argue with Ella is that Trump's only going to be in power for max eight years. Once see, he's that's, gone... See, he's almost ruined the name. Like, not entirely. Well, he can't have, right? Because Sir Donald Bradman trumps... Trump. Trump. Of course he does. I just don't... Yeah. Look, it's... Look, it's still... It's still don't worry about him. Donald's gone. Yeah. Donald's gone. He could be gone in November. Probably won't be because it's against Joe Biden, but let's not get political. Let's not get political. It's also America. And they love The that. weirder the times get, the weirder their decision making. Yes. And so also he'll, Joe he'll, Biden's he'll get like another having, four. He'll get another know, four. And you're poor, poor old Don. I mean, Biden. Joe, he's just. Uh, Joe doesn't know what he's doing. Joe is running his campaigns in his basement. He's trying to use Twitter and like Zoom calls and shit. And he's just. Isn't it wild that people so old, like people that you're worried about dying from coronavirus, they're so old, are the ones that like. Lead the country? Why do you, like? Who said you had to be close to eighty to, to be able to be, be eligible? No, I don't understand. It's, it's weird. Eighty? Like, what? What sort of? At least we've got like Scomo's what in his fifties? Yeah, Scomo'd be in his fifty. He wouldn't be. He wouldn't I'm be, happy with fifties. He wouldn't be a day older than fifty-five. No, no, I don't think so. He doesn't look physically fantastic, but that's fine. He's who a big. Does? He's a big boy. He's a heftier guy. Uh, look, sure. Yeah, he's hefty. But we're not going to get on, come on here and knock hefty men. I'm not, well, you're sitting next <laughs> exactly. to one. Exactly. It's not what we're about, and no. we're just saying that you know. Let's not be eighty if you're going to run. run I just a think. I just think it's. I think it's too old. Too old. You could die at any moment just if, from like natural causes. Like last week, we're talking about you know eighty voluntary uh, voluntary euthanasia, and, and then, gotta, but like see like that's an option potentially, but also like you have to be that age to run. I yeah. mean, it's, it's just it's seems bizarre. Silly. Look, don't and come if to he us. Gets two terms, you'll be eighty-eight. He'll be fucking he'll be wheeling him about. He's the oldest man on the, on earth. Now, Jesus. look, I mean, don't come here for political How'd he die of natural causes? Yeah, natural causes at 88. <laughs> Mid-fucking presidency. Mid-term. Yeah, ridiculous. Good question. Good question. Didn't need to turn political, but sometimes they uh, do. G'day, boys. Just listening to the latest episode and the chat about Dean Laidley and his uh, Harry McClary situation. And I just wondered whether maybe he was listening to your previous episode. I'm pretty certain it was with the discussion about what a great movie Mrs. Doubtfire was and uh, wanting to uh, hang out a dad wanting to hang out with his children I mean I don't know Joel you mentioned something along those lines (laughs) so maybe Dean just 
took a bit of inspiration from that episode and thought he'd have a crack to see his kids and he's wound up on stalking charges. I don't know. What do you reckon? Anyway, cheers, beers, sir. Look... Uh, firstly, Mrs. Doubtfire, one of the great films. One of the great films. Shout out to Robin Williams, Matilda. May he rest in peace. Rest in peace. But two titans of industry going, well, not toe-to-toe, but doing a... A, uh, a fantastic job at providing... The dance of the, the thespians, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's Matilda, good Matilda as a kid, whatever her name was, and Robin Williams. Yep. Dancing one of the great dancers in <laughs> 90s film history. Now, I think that's hilarious what you just said. Is it hilarious? Yes, that is hilarious. That's fucking hilarious. Is it outside the realms of possibility? Well, only because I've re- was reading recently that Dean wasn't actually stalking his family. Dean was stalking a chick he met on Tinder, allegedly Dior. Okay, well that that throws a that uh, throws a spanner, spanner in the works. But in terms of the doubtfire the, theory, in, ter- in terms of the doubtfire theory, it's thrown doubt on the theory. It's thrown doubt on the theory that Dean was merely inspired by Robin Williams' famous performance in the 90s classic Mrs. Doubtfire. Were he doing that? Play on, great play from Dean. This is a misunderstanding. I think so. Don't think it is that, unfortunately. No, the spinner has well and made, truly yeah, been made sure of that. put in the spokes of this uh, this bicycle. But I think it's, it's a great theory. It's a great theory. Shout out to Dean. Dribbler theories I like. Dribbler theories are more valuable than most, if that makes sense. Uh, double dribble here, Eddie. I repeat, we have a double dribble. First on caller. G'day, Tom, Eddie, punters, and the dribblers. Straight from Tamworth here, and I want to talk about you. Talk. Oop. Oop. I think the moment got to him there. The moment got I to him. I think with often with first-time dribblers, the reason it's a double dribble is they come in, they're ready to rock, and then they fucking they've shit me- themselves. They've memorised it, but then... Yeah, they shit themselves. Obviously, that's the moment why, gets That's to why him. we allow first-time callers the double dribble. Yeah. That's why. Because the moment can get to anyone. It can. It's a huge moment for these Let's guys. Let's see if he bounces back. Hey, boys, it's Jake again. Yep. Line dropped out or something. Oh, but okay. okay. I want to talk about the Catch Warriors band in Tamworth. So as you boys know, they're in the country drinking the glorious tank water we have. Shout out and to And I want to discuss about the beta locals that are unhappy about the great game we call NRL being started as soon as possible and adopting the New Zealand Warriors with the Tamworth Warriors. So people have been saying that it's a waste of taxpayers' money or whatever. And I want to know if any of you boys or the P&Ds can say that it's a hate crime or something, you know, if you know anyone from the AFP or say it's terrorism or some shit because they're preventing the great game we call NRL to get started and it's fucking destroying everyone. In my opinion, I'm not a fan of the Warriors. Don't butter my biscuit, but I reckon let the cunts play. Come in, even though it's too late, but let them come in, play the game and as long as they don't give anyone fucking any disease shit... Who cares? <laughs> anyway, boys, love your opinion. See you soon. Well said. Well said. I mean, what a what an eloquently put dribble there from that young Tamworth man. Look, the the reality is we've got our way. We've got our way. This could have been a dribble pre. It was. I think it was because uh, I think we had about three water. or four left. Yeah. Look, they've, we've got our way. St. Peter Valandis wins again. Yes. He's notched up how many consecutive wins Dude, on the run? He I can't has got count. so many bodies. To, his body count is fucking ridiculous. 
during this whole crisis. His body count is off the charts. Have you seen, and look, this is you know more of a topic for our usual Monday podcast, but the NRL referees now looking to take the NRL to court because the NRL has gone to one referee. Did you see some PVL? has negotiated successfully with two state governments, the federal government, New Zealand government, and then what? Fucking pissy little referees union is going to come in and wreck the party. I don't think so, bro. Yeah, good luck, referees. I don't think so. Good luck. And like, no, did anyone really enjoy two refs? I it didn't. didn't make that much of a difference. It, well, I don't think the game was like so much better. No, not even close. But to cap off the dribble... New Zealand's playing, baby. New Zealand's in. They've got Bushman tanks on the front, corrugated iron. Yeah. I think they'll go deep into deep into October. Well, I they really definitely do. could. Hey, boys. No fear. Shit down on my tractor. I'm pretty fucking forward. Listening to your latest podcast. Speaking about the greats, Lockyer and GI. Thought I'd like to just get your opinion on a player such as Jonathan Thurston, bless his name, in comparison to the likes of Caleb Palmer. In my unqualified opinion, I see Ponga, he's trying to be a one-man team, you know? Although it grabs the attention. A man like Jonathan Thurston, bless his name, not only is he the same team, but he used all the boys around. I reckon his fucking mate heads better footy. Anyway, just like the fucking that you, that you hear that, I get your opinion. Well, look, I mean, in fairness to Kalen in this situation, Thurston has had a full career. Kalen just doesn't have the... He doesn't have the runs on the board. No. He's only, what, in his third season or something like that. He almost got the Dally M one in his first full year of NRL. I agree that the Knights... I mean, the Knights are in such a different space to where Thurston was for a, you know, I th- yeah, look, the different positions. Yeah, it is. But let's be honest, Thurston, one of the greats all time. Four Dallyms. Like, no one's no one's coming on this podcast and selling the great Jonathan Thurston name. No, exactly. No man, no man. Or Driblet for that matter. But I don't think that you can say Kalen's not as good as Jonathan. He's not. But he hasn't got the runs on the board because he's like 22. He hasn't had the opportunity to to be as good as Jonathan because is Jonathan's he- had a full career and Kalen's fucking 20 years but old. But I will say this. I will say this. Every man that knows the game inside out says the same thing. Ponga, the most prodigious talent to ever grace the field. So he's. It would seem that he way. could, if he like, if he plays good footy and gets some good troops around him, he could go biblical. He could go biblical. This could be a biblical situation with Kalen, but it remains to be seen. Look, he hasn't won a premiership. No, so you know, we'll leave that one. But appreciate fair fair point or good dribble. But, you know, give Kalen a chance. Yeah, g'day, boys. Um, and P's and D's out there. Uh, Hank the Tank here, just uh, sitting back on a Friday afternoon, having a bit of a read through the uh, Men's Women's Weekly. Um, I'm noticing here, I see, you know, a couple of blokes, Saliola, Joe Tofino and Josh Papali all rejecting these flu shots on religious grounds. Is there any coincidence that uh, the moment St. Peter Volandis comes into the game that all these blokes step up um, from a religious perspective and start voicing their opinions? I, just, I don't know. As much as I love um, SPV, it's, 
a bit of a unwelcome side effect of his presence. And I just want to know if uh, you boys think there's any coincidence there. Um, yeah, discuss. Also, um, shout out to a couple of dribblers from the last week, Scotch and Coke and the Hiccup Dribbler. Really enjoyed your contributions, thought it was fresh, something a bit different, had a bit of a laugh. On the other hand, light beer to um, Nilso, the Nova Castrian. Got to say, mate, liked your first couple of dribbles. You got well, the dribble was fair, but you've come back and just saying the same shit over and over again. <laughs> and I got to say, I've seen better contributions by Sally Robbins in the 04 Olympics. So, <laughs> you know, maybe just lift your game a bit. Lay down, come, Sally. Yeah. Come back to the show, and I'm sure you'll uh, you'll be back at the top of the pedestal in no time. All right, boys, see you soon. Good dribble. I will Good say dribble. this. Now, when Jesus, the son of Christ, the son of, son of, God. Son of God, he was largely rejected by the people when yeah. he first came. Yeah. There was a lot of well, pushback. Well, I mean, it was a big, it's a big yarn to try and get people to believe. But there was a lot of pushback. Yeah. There was a lot of pushback. And just like when St. Peter Volandi came in, son of Christ, grandson, grandson of, God, of God, he got a bit of resistance as well. But, He's got a shitload of resistance. But last time I checked, Tom, last time I checked, they've all said yes. Exactly. He's got everyone to say yes. He's eventually. got everyone to say yes. Now, yeah, has there been a spike in maybe some religious rhetoric around the game? Sure. But I mean, if anyone doubted religion before, now it's kind of like, well, the evidence is overwhelming that God exists because he sent his only grandson, St. Peter Volandi, to save the game. To save the game. <laughs> God's winner game needed saving, and he sent his grandson, his only grandson. To save it. Yeah. And yeah, there was a bit of pushback. There was pushback to Jesus. Jesus was crucified. Jesus was... They killed him. First, he sent his only son. He got killed. And God still didn't care. He was like, well, now I've got to send my only grandson because Jesus has already been killed. Yeah. Now, PVL, there's a chance that, you know, they try and crucify him. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> Peter's made of the right stuff. I don't know. that Jesus kind of a bit, bit weaker than <laughs> He PVL. was weak. He was weak. He had um, killed... He had... Yeah. Look, I'm not going to bag Jesus. We're not bagging Jesus because he's obviously the dad to Pe- of St. Peter. Yeah. But you could make the argument that St. Peter ha- is made of the right stuff, whereas Jesus sort of, you know. Look, we won't count our chickens just yet. We've still got two weeks we to do. the day till the moon landing. Yeah. But all signs point to uh, one of the great resurrections. Yeah. Small, oh. small step for man, giant leap for rugby league sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in terms of Scotch and Coke, the, the hiccup dribbler, uh, fantastic con- contributions. Look, Nilso, I think, just needed a clipping. And he got a clipping there from whoever this dribbler was. I can't remember. Hank the he, Tank. Hank the Tank. Uh, but Nilso still, you know, Nilso can still come- a valued dribbler. Oh, Nilso, Nilso's part of the fabric. Nilso's part of the fabric. He just needs to understand that it can't always be Kurt Gidley rhetoric. Yeah. And we'll be fine. We'll be, And then we'll be all good. Uh, be soon. Hey boys, Ironside here. I'm here with my friend Benjamin. We're having a few little cheeky beers. But I thought I'd call up and talk about KD, mate. KD, I'd love to be the first slip with you um, as you're playing wicketkeeper for the Hello Sports 11. Um, and Jorge all day at backstop is confirmed. Um, I'm happy to bowl maybe second drop bowl and I'll bat. I'm happy to bat fairly far down the order. Um, I'll confirm that later on. But also, too, just like I say, mate, be tasty. If you're worth half your fucking salt, mate. Guava lava, mate, you're all good, but big tasty. If you're worth half your fucking salt, you will let yourself known to the boys on 
the punters and jubilers page because, mate, we just want to know who you are and then I will post my judgments after that. Oh God! Look, we said we said I think we said last week, Tom. Even the big taste—he's just gone away. He's recouping, licking his wounds. He'll be back. He'll be back bigger and better. We can only hope he's back bigger and better because listen. Big Tasty now, one of the most famous people on earth. And I mean, you're, and I think we may have even said as much. You saw it in the MJ doco. Dealing with that sort of fame and that sort of pressure can be overwhelming for any man. Big Tasty didn't realise that when he called into the dribbler hotline, his life was going to change overnight. Yeah. He's going to play metaphorical baseball. Yes. And now he's back. And he's, the, well, we, now we need him to come back. So he can three-peat again. Three-peat. We yeah. need you to come back and three-peat Big Tasty. Uh, Guava Lover Fumes. The Tasty Boys. Let's reform the Tasty Boys. After the Spice Girls, I think they're the hottest fucking... You they're know, the hottest ticket in they're town. They're the hottest ticket in town. So um, thanks for that Ironside, Vale Les, uh, and happy to see you field it slips with KD as me and Eddie bowl. Leg spin from each end. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> I think this is going to be Ironside again. Hey, boys, I'm on top. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Tom, Eddie. I'm going to have to concede defeat here. It's a bone man. I've just told all my roommates that I could do a, uh, a round off into a backflip. <clears throat> I've had a, a lot of two years old. Um... I ended up doing not very well, and I've somehow managed to take skin off four parts of my face. <laughs> Did you see those photos? I'm going to send you guys a photo, and if anyone gives a fuck, I start my teaching internship on Monday. So I'm not really <laughs> sure what the year nines are going to think, but here we go. See you later. Dude, I've got to try find this. Fucking... A round off into a backflip? Is that yeah. what he said? Yeah, dude, he was doing somersaults down his hallway and he fucked himself up. Oh, bro, it was so good. I put it up on our Instagram, but obviously, you know, being the fucking... Would you have saved the photos? I just checked, but I'll be able to go find it if I just scroll the fuck back, hopefully, through our gram. Yep, here we go. That was that easy. Um, Can you not just watch it? Just going to put it on our... It's now on our Instagram if you want to look at it, Punish Dribblers. Just saved as Bone Man in the saved thing. But just so you can watch it on anything. (laughs) Bone Man. Oh, my God. The HSB gymnastics team. Look, we are trying to fill... A few spots. Positions, yeah. The Bone Man. Love that. Yeah. Uh, mate, can you provide us with some feedback, Bone Man? Need a follow-up. How did it go? How did how it scab? Well, no, but I want to know how it went with the fucking internship in the Year 9 classroom. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. All right. Double dribble. Here we go. Uh, g'day, boys. It's just Eamon calling here. First time uh, fucking dribbler on the hotline. Pretty fresh listeners to the show. Shout-outs to you guys. Great, great podcast. Um, before I go on... I just want to give a... Oh, actually, no, I'll start. Uh, today I was at uh, uni, at my well, uni library. Shout-outs to 
Charles Sturt University. Um, and also shout-outs to the Charles Sturt University, my dogs, uh, rugby league team, fucking greatest team on earth, uh, barring Parramatta Eels. Um, and also a call-out to the Charles Sturt University Mungos. Um, if they weren't such fucking bitch cunts, we would have had a game of uh, rugby league this year. Uh, but I can elaborate that on another day if you want to hear that story. Wouldn't mind. Anyways, so I was procrastinating today, as you do when you're a university student, uh, and I stumbled across the 2007 uh, NRL Grand Final pre-game performance. Um, it was by the Hoodoo Gurus, and it was of That's My Team. And I don't know if this fucking dribble has been dribbled before, but I just want to say That's My Team was so much better than simply the best. Like, big fucking rugby league, either first or second game vibes there. Fucking amazing song. I just wanted to know your opinion on that. Um, yeah, so we all know Wes Cars feels like Woe was complete trash. Fuck that cunt. Um, fuck Australian what Idol. Post-season two, probably. Um Fuck and Australian yeah, Idol post-season two. Yeah, what, you, what your thoughts on, on that on that yarn is. Uh, and also, yeah, beers, beers, beers soon. Fuck, a good one. <laughs> fuck Australian Idol post-season two. <laughs> Look, I'm not prepared to dispute that. No. Do you want to get his second dribbler? Oh, yeah, let's get his second dribble. And then we can unpack yeah. the simply the best that's my team debate. Yeah, g'day again, boys. Um, just me again. I uh, wouldn't be a first-time dribbler without a second callback. Um, I was calling just to reinforce the fact that, one, the Mungos are a bunch of pussies, <laughs> and two, that, um, that, you know, the Tutu Guru is a fucking way more representative of our great Australian sport, and thus, that's my team is better. Um, and three, it's one one thirty a.m. Look, I've had a couple of brews. But what's really keeping me up right now is this article I fucking read today about St. Peter um, stating that he might, he might, he might shut up shop with the rugby league, with the rugby league, as they'd say, once his job is done, getting us through this fucking crisis and getting this new sports deal with those fucking rats they call fucking Channel 9 and Fox Sports. Um, through so yeah, I just, I just that's that's where I am at the moment. Um, yeah, uh, bow to paint uh, Saint Peter soon. Uh, Peterson beers, beers after that, hopefully. Uh, yeah, have a good one. Oh, I enjoyed that. That was great. Mungo's, I'd like to hear the Mungo story. If you want to call back. Yeah, call when back with the Mungo story. Call, they sound like a bunch of pussies. Yeah, yeah. call back when you've had a couple as well. That'd yeah, be yeah, really yeah. funny. Simply the best set the groundwork, I think, for that's my team to follow. Yeah. You know that's what I mean? That's my team's great. Simply the best is great. They're Sim- both good. They're both good. I think simply the best probably edges out that's my team a little bit. I think simply the best is more universally loved, whereas that's my t- is a bit like rough around the edges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit more fucking how you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simply the best, there's just something about it. I because rugby league is simply, simply the, best. the best, whereas that's my team's bit more tribalism. Yeah. Like fucking bunny. Simply over. the best is celebrating the great game. That's my team a little more divisive in its message. Yeah, but they're both great. Both great. 
But that's just my feeling. I think what we can all agree on is that the mungos are a bunch of pussies. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, if you want to counter that, Mungos, please. Hey, Mungos, reach out. But at this stage, you sound like a bunch of pussies because you could have taken on the boys in a game of footy. And you said no. You said no. Doesn't look good. No, it looks weak. It looks real bad. Yeah. McLaughlin vibes. Yeah, real real scaredy cat vibes. Yeah, g'day, guys. It's the Iceman here. I've um, run out of fucking stuff to run or stuff to watch on on YouTube, uh, so I got a bit um, got a bit creative tonight and uh, actually started looking at some Winter Olympics magical moments. And uh, I myself am a, a speed skateman from a long way back, but um, sort of throw it open to the uh, punters. <laughs> Sounds like he's whispering so his wife doesn't hear him uh, having a dribble yeah, in the other room. I just watched. Uh, Japanese bloke fucking tear apart a Dutchman, believe it or not, in long track, 500 metres uh, speed skating. <laughs> and uh, just wanted to see uh, what other magic moments uh, in, magic in winter moments. sports, be it Olympic or otherwise, that the other punters and dribblers are uh, interested in. Shout out to Albert Smith. Icy cold beer soon. Cheers, cunts. His magic moment is one that no one would ever know. No one will fucking have any idea what other magic moments have you got. Like, what the fuck was that? Some long track speed skating. Long track speed skating where a Chinese guy beat a Dutchman. Look, for for mine, Tom, and kill me for saying it, Mm. my Winter Olympic magic moments revolve around Aussie gold. Yes, exactly. That's where I look for my magic. Yeah. And obviously, Stephen Bradbury comes to mind. Uh, uh, Elise... Camplin? Is that it? The 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 the, the aerials? aerials. There was scare? another aerial scare whose name escapes me. Uh, Look, I, my, m- most my of the time, you probably shouldn't remember the name of your Australian Winter Olympic representatives. You know what I mean? It's kind of better to go like, oh, you know that one that won that thing once. Obviously, Bradbury's a different story because he is now, you know, he is almost a dribbler on ice. He's a dribbler on ice. Yeah, and that's what if they ever did a musical, it'd be, it'd called, be called Dribbler, dribbler on Ice. Dribbler on Ice. Um, yeah. at the Stephen Bradbury story. Yeah, <laughs> and it'd be as incredible as it sounds. Yeah. Well, we might even get Big Tasty to play Stephen Bradbury. Oh, look, it's the he's whoever favorite for the role. I think he's favorite for the role. Yeah. 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 Oh, fuck yeah. He'd have to be. Another, uh, another, you know, magic moment. I don't know if she ever got to the track, but Yana Pittmanson, Rawlin Pittmanson, yeah. she tried her hand at bobsleds. <laughs> Yana Pittman, Rawlinson Pittman. Yeah, she had uh, a crack at the bobsled. Well, she of 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 uh, of hurdling fame. Four hundred meter hurdling. Four hundred meter. That's a long. That's a lot. Of it's a long hurdles. hurdle. It's a long hurdle. That is far too many hurdles. I've I didn't heard. actually even know they did four hundred. Look, meter they hurdles. do steeplechase, but it's a bit different now. Dior punters and dribblers, but I'm pretty sure four hundred meter hurdles the furthest someone can jump consistently and true yes right okay, any further than that and you're gonna any have further than that and, and they have it. to they have to put their they climb over like steeple chase they climb a bit right yeah well i mean it's fucking ridiculous to even have 400 meter hurdles but that be that as it may yana pitman rawlins and pitman uh phenomenal at it then once she sort of started to wane in the hurdling game decided to transition over to the bobsled and i mean I don't know how she went, but she made it. I'm pretty sure she made the Winter Olympics team as bobsled. Did she? Powerful legs, Yana Pittman. Powerful Pittman. legs. It was always a strength. Yeah, and it's and it's a leg-heavy sport because once you're in the thing, I but think... it's all power to weight. It's all power to weight. And once you're in there, I think it's more just about, like, sitting there. I think it's, yeah, you just you hang on for the ride. Yes, right? 
Is that a magic moment? I think so. I think so. Just her making the change. Yeah. She's now a... a it's, it's a powerful story. Summer and winter Olympian. Probably Australia's only. I wouldn't be surprised if she didn't make the Winter Olympics and that she just tried her hand and it didn't work out. But someone do all that for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. At this stage, she made it unless we hear otherwise. And also, for these bloody idiots trying to tell us that Chutney is from India, uh, because you saw it on Wikipedia, I mean... It's just do your own, do some better research because yeah, Chutney, yeah. a proud Australian condiment, Eddie, I think originated in the western New South Wales town of Chutney. Yes, it did. Chutney, New South Wales. Why do you think it's called Chutney? <laughs> what, by coincidence? Yeah, we just made up some name, Chutney. No, it came from Chutney, New South Wales. Could it be that some Indians were in Chutney, discovered Chutney, and have taken it home? There's a lot of people over there. They yeah. can they can push a message. They, they, they can, can push a message. Exactly. And uh, look, I've got no issues with India... Enjoying chutney. Enjoying chutney and co-opting it from the small New South Wales town of chutney. You could also have Indian chutneys. Yes, of course. The same way you can It's an Indian spin on the Australian classic. Yeah, that's right. But, I mean... Oh, oh, oh. Got some... Oh. We've... uh, What is that noise that's come in? Oh, it's getting louder. It's getting louder. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's gone. And we're back. Okay, that yeah. was a slight hiccup. It look, was, but look, look it made, I mean, what? Because you looked it up on Wikipedia, you reckon it's correct? Yeah, right, oh, Bryce Cartwright. What are you going to tell me next? <laughs> oh my god, one eye. Do Jesus your research. Christ, oh, oh, it's okay. from India. You idiots, mate. Go to Chutney and yeah, tell exactly. me where it's from. <laughs> Have you ever been to the Chutney Museum in Chutney, <laughs> New South Wales? It's oh. one of the most famous New South Wales or Australian. You know landmark. why it's called Chutney? Because it's from Chutney. I mean, come on. Do you know what I mean? Why is it called Champagne? It's from the Champagne, from Champagne region. You come on, dribblers. Switch on. Even for you guys, that's dumb. Yeah, yeah, it's silly from you. And and get out to Chutney, New South Wales. Get out there. <laughs> you can do the Chutney tour. There's the Chutney Museum. It's fucking tremendous. I would. I, it, it, it's, it should be on every punter and dribbler's to-do list. Absolutely, it should, especially in these COVID times when tourism probably, you know. Oh, like they're hurting. They're hurting like the rest of us. So do your, do your bit for Chutneys, Australia. Get out to Chutney, New South Wales. This wasn't a paid message, by the no, way. No, this wasn't a paid message by the Chutney Tourism Board, but <laughs> feel free to reach out. <laughs> Fuck it, oh. The CTB. Powerful. <laughs> Powerful Chutney Tourism Board. <laughs> Fucking hell. What is this? I don't know. I feel like we're leaning on something, bro. Down there, look. Yeah, but it's like every time I move something. Yeah, yeah. Just sit like that. All right, let's go. Shout out to Good dribble. G'day, fellas. Um, It's uh, Perth Heat calling in here. Perfect. Um, Been putting a bit of thought into this recently in ISO and um, just with the emphasis on the punters and the dribblers, it's made me think, are these two mutually exclusive categories? just from my experience, I reckon punters, because punters usually do get their intel from dribblers, but whether or not um, yeah, they're, they're exclusive categories, I'm not too sure. I wouldn't mind seeing some Venn diagrams. If anyone's got um, some of that content, that'd be good to see. Um, and maybe a bit of research go into this as well. I'm not too sure what the CSIRO are up to, um, but could be some PhD, PhD studies that um, could be of value there. Um, the other thing... As an AFL um, fan, I'm a bit worried about where things are at. Um, not so much about like the league itself. I'm sure that'll be fine. Um, we'll weather this storm, but 
mostly worried about our, our CEO. Um, a lot of a lot of talks being gone into Kim Jong Un, how he hasn't been seen for a couple of months, but um, I haven't heard from heard or seen Gil do a press conference for about a month. So um, just hope he's well. Anyway, uh, be soon. Well, look, I mean, this sound is... It doesn't look like it's, get, it's getting picked up. I think it's just us. Now, let's, ju- let's just unpack that. If you got a doctorate in unpacking what the difference between punters and dribblers is, like, I would commend you. Oh, absolutely. But I do like the idea that punters get their tips from dribblers. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a fair statement. And one that maybe I hadn't considered, punters are often... You know, they, there is a symbiosis between the punter and the dribbler. Oh, massive symbiosis, yin to the yang yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, you can also be a punter and a dribbler. And a dribbler. You can be just split. a punter, you can be just a dribbler. Usually there's a bit of both in all of us. Oh, there's a bit of both in all of us, absolutely. But never considered that the punter get their tips from the dribbler. No. That's a good, that's 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 nice. And what did he say about AFL? I can't, this sound's going to fucking annoy the shit out of me. Yeah, we're going to have to fix it. Yeah. Now, Kim Jong-un, apparently, now, this is just, I don't know how loyal to the foil we want to get here, Yeah. but rumours doing the rounds, Tom, that Kim Jong-un actually using body doubles. I have read that. I have read that. Now, is Gil using body doubles? Gil could be using body doubles because no one can... All you need to do is have really rosy red cheeks and look like a scaredy cat, and then you are... And, like, lush hair. Yeah, well, and he's obviously... You've got to be a Pantene Pro-V man. Yeah, he's definitely a Pantene Pro-V man. Or just a wig, a wigman. But we can spot a wig. That's not a wig. No, that's not a wig, As as follically gifted men, we can see a man... We can acknowledge that he is gifted follically, just not gifted uh, sort of... Uh, you know, at running sports. No, that's right. That's right. Look, is he using body doubles? I don't know. If he is, does that say something about his health? Maybe. Or just that he's a scaredy cat and he doesn't I think want to it, be well, on the front Well, that's what I lines. think. I think it says more to... Like, he wouldn't go over the out of the trenches. You no, know what I mean? Yeah, he wouldn't be the first man out of the trenches to go and take on some sort of advancing enemy. He'd be he'd be, he'd be be up the back pouring he's, soup. He's, yeah, he's Oppum from Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. That little bitch who gets scared and, like, you know, his mate gets killed as he stands in the fucking hall. The stairwell as his mate's getting stabbed by the fucking guy they yeah. let go. He's Scaredy cat. Scaredy cat. He's up him. Uh, if that answers your question, I, I hope it does. I hope it does. Um, now let is me... that fixed? Well, it is until it isn't again. Uh, now, Eddie, this one here, I'm not going to play all of it, but we've got a dribbler here who has... He's sending an eight-minute recording. I think it's probably illegal. Eight minutes? Yeah. Uh, it's him and what I think is him and his mates doing... Uh, some Bryce Cartwright cone work and he's secretly recording his mate who's like blazed off his head. Now, firstly, can't be fucked to listen to eight minutes, but also secondly, probably a link. We keep swimming, Josh, and, you know, we're going to punch her. We're going to punch her through to the other galaxies, Josh. 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 What? You and me. We could both take over this world, Josh. We could if we wanted to. Yes. We can really take over the world. It's really easy because whoever's running this world is totally like, fucked. Whoever's running this world, whoever's in charge of this, whoever's at the fucking tippy top of this, fucking, you know. Everyone... Josh, I'm sick of hearing your shit. No. You, you listen to me, Josh. Yeah, Josh, you... I'm, I don't want to hear yeah. any more of your shit, Josh. I, 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 yeah, you, you, you're talking about running this shit and doing whatever they want. It's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's a figment. 
Josh. It's a, it's I'm a, just saying it's bullshit. No, yeah, well, that's what it is. It's a figment. It's a figment of your imagination. Don't talk to me about figments. No, <laughs> it's all a figment. The only thing that is coming out of your head right now, Josh, is a figment of your imagination. And the only thing that you can piece it together with is a figment of, a, of your imagination of, you know, something that looks like Donald Trump with a fake, like, like, Hairdo and shit, like I mean, mate, you can't. You can't. It's not a figment of my imagination that you. The pigment dribbler. The pigment. The cone dribblers. Good lord. And look, I mean, it sort of continues along in some sort of long, uh, stoned-out diatribe for eight minutes. I don't think that we can be fucked to listen to, uh, but. Look, shout out to I'll probably guys. go back and listen to that. That was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I know you will. I saw an eight-minute dribble, and I was like, I'm going to listen to this and see whether it's worth playing eight minutes. And you did? Yes. And? I, we're not playing it. <laughs> uh, but maybe we'll release it as a mini podcast. Maybe we won't. Look, because it was recorded without either Josh or the stone guy or the figment, figment dribblers... I'm not sure who was unaware. Look, there wasn't permission. Yes. So we don't want to throw him under the bus. No. So we've got the figment dribbler. We we don't want to feed him to the punter and the dribbler. No, exactly. You don't want to feed him. Because, you know, Big Tasty did it of his own volition. Figment dribbler sounds like he doesn't know. Yeah. It's a figment of his imagination. It's a figment of his imagination. Shout out to the figment dribbler. Uh, All right. G'day, my fellow P's and D's. This is PD, also here. Um, by no means, you know, that is a self-proclaimed nick- nickname, you know, of the of the Prince Dribbler. It's actually more of a, a legal and blood right, um, you know, through the through the sibling connections of me and KD out there. But anywho, Tom and Eddie, my my lords, my followers. Um, Eddie, I believe it was you. You mentioned this week about Finska. Um, you know, Klopper for others who don't know what that is, or Wood Game. It's that game where you got to throw a piece of wood at the numbers. One of the, the greatest drinking games out there, one of the most time-passing, you know, activities to do with the lads on the piss. You know, whatever you want to do to pass time. I know there's a few, a few heads out there who might, you know, probably do more than booze. But whatever. Um, and one thing that resonated to me about that yarn was the walk-off hit when you hit the 12 to to win. You know, you're sitting on, obviously, 38 points. You drill the 12, hit 50, and get off. But my question to you, Eddie, is with the walk-off, what position on the, I guess, on the field do you like the 12, and how do you like to throw it? Um, my two typical ways is, you know, head over, end over end, and you sort of peg it at it and you clean it out of, out of, a, out of a cluster. Or the more traditional way of throwing where it's sort of, you know, horizontal and you lob it and try to roll it along the ground, which me personally, I think is a bit of a beater way of doing it. If you're going for the, the silencer, you know, the walk-off, just to silence the crowd, I like going end over end and pegging it. And, and getting the victory in, I guess, class and yelling Klopper, you know, like a true veteran. Um, 
you know, I just wanted to hear further details around your walk-offs and your preference because I know all P's and D's out there do love, you know, details down to the, the very inch and, you know, how you actually do things. So much love, you know, PD, all love all you PDs out there. So peace. Look, if that's a question about um, which way I throw the finsker, like the wood, I don't know what the fuck it's called, a clobber, is it? Yeah, right. I mean, I'm not sure. I th- I hold it horizontal in my hand so that it's the ends are facing horizontally. Yes. And then I try, I throw it and I'll flush it. There's no yeah. rolling along no. the ground. It's Anyone that's played Finsker for more than five minutes knows that it doesn't roll like that, bro. It bounces around. Yeah, right. Especially if you've got like a 12-meter throw, 15-meter throw. Like the 12s can get deep. Especially right. if you're pl- uh, playing on a true surface time. Yeah, okay. You'll notice that they'll spread out. Have you ever played Finsker? Never played You've never played it. it. No. Oh, fuck, it's one of the great games, bro. Unbelievable. But as you throw them, you've got to pick them up where they land so they spread out. Does okay. that make sense? Not really, but that's all right. Anyway, the P's and D's, no, Finsker know it. But I like to I like to flush it, mate. Under Underarm flush, like any yeah, other man. like a man. Yeah. Like a man would do it. Yeah, like Damien Lillard's walk-off three. Exactly, right? You're not fucking... Flushing it. Yeah, you flush that shit. Um, thanks, PD. Prince Dribbler... Yeah, younger brother dribbler. of the king dribbler. Yeah, obviously yeah. the only endover ends too. The endover end is too aggressive. Unless you know what I mean. I like to finesse. Yeah. a little bit more. Yeah, that's Rather just me. Than just like power, fuck it. Yeah, yeah, I like to make love. Yeah, exactly. On not, my walk offs, not have sex, but make love. I make love on my walk offs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. That sounds great. Um, all right, I think this might be the last dribble. It. It is. Yeah, g'day boys, how we going? It's Dave here. Just thought I'd ring up about that intern spot you got going, you know? Figured I may as well throw my hand up for it. Seems like it would be a pretty good fit. But let me just tell you a bit about myself so that you can see, much like I do, that there really is only one man for this job, and that's me. We can get the boring stuff out the way first. Just finished my Bachelor of Media and Journalism from UNSW. On my way to a master's degree, but thought I'd take a bit of a break first. I wanted to travel, but that's not happening anymore. So here we are. My previous work experience includes producing for 2SER in Sydney. Great community radio, grassroots organization. Shout out to them. As well as that, I spent some time at Triple M when I was 16 under a friend of the show, Liam Flanagan. Good bloke, but I've done a fair bit of growing since then. But you know what, boys? It's not all about the experience or the qualifications. I mean, even though I do exceed all the criteria, there's more to it. Tom, Eddie, sport runs through my veins. I live and I breathe sport. And I reckon this partnership can be mutually beneficial, you know? Love that. I spent a few years being ball boy for the mighty Melbourne Storm. And I'll tell you what, you don't sit in the dressing room with Craig Bellamy and the big three without picking up a yarn or two. (laughs) But it's not just God's game that I'm here for, boys. My family are lifelong Waratahs fans. I grew up playing for the mighty Eastern Suburbs Beasties. Hey. Made a few great friends in those prestigious rugby union circles. Shout out to future friend of the show and rugby union players association president, Damien Fitzpatrick. <laughs> and shout out to his dog, Vinny. Anyway, I could go on forever, boys. I'm a cricket tragic. I'm a champion in my NFL fantasy league. I'm a groundskeeper at my home backyard cricket pitch. But, <laughs> ooh, just as important, I'm also a bartender. So beer's Anytime, boys. Come round to Isabel and Bondi. I'll treat you to some great booze and some delicious Japanese food. But we're getting a bit off track. So let's just summarize what we got here. Great education, even greater experience, yarns for days, contacts for days, beers for days, and just overall great chat. So 
I don't know if I've left you boys with much of a choice, really, but <laughs> we'll see where it goes. Looking forward to a big season of footy ahead. It is the year of the punter and the dribbler. Correct. And I just want to help make it the best it can be. So, cheers, boys. Be soon. Fuck. Jesus Christ. Hell. I said if someone called in, they'd be top of the list. They, and straight to the top. Gone the big flex. The intern dribbler. Gone the big flex. That's going to be hard to go past. That's going to be way. Bro. What did he say his name was? I don't know. I didn't catch it. Let's hit it again. Yeah, good day, boys. How are we going? It's Dave here. Dave. Just- Dave. All right. Did Dave email us? Let's see. Dave. Dave. And he's also and then he's also done the responsible thing of sending us in an email as well. And it was and it read well because he's got the runs on the board. Dude, and he's he can, got, he he's can got, mix audio, which we fuck need. Yeah, now look at him. He's got yeah, following on from my intern application drill, please listen if not already. I thought I'd supply some further proof to support the claim that I'm the man for this job. Attached a photo of an article written about a 15-year-old me after standing outside the judiciary waiting for Jordan McLean verdict. <laughs> Fuck yes. That's a dribbler. Didn't get a chance to mention the dribble, but I'm well-versed in audio-visual... Yeah, this yeah, yeah we need that. We need that. Look, to be honest, punters and dribblers... That's going to be fucking critical if you're going to get the role. You need yeah. to be able to mix audio and footage. Yeah. Yeah. Dave's at the top of the list. Dave's right up the top of the list. Dave's at the top of the list. Make yeah. no mistake. We don't we don't make announcements live. No. But, I mean, Dave's fucking... Dave's right at the tippy top. <laughs> right. I'm not going to say home and hose. No, but... But right at the tippy top. He's right at the tippy top. Standing on the shoulders of giants sort of stuff. It's impressive, Dave. It is. Now... Look, if you don't... Because I saw that email and I was like, look, I did say that I wanted an audio dribble. I didn't read that line. Got what I wanted. Got what we wanted. Means he's prepared to stand up in front of the P and the D. Who can be ruthless? Well, because you've got to put yourself out there yeah, to the P and the D as well. Well, because well, that's it. The podcast is... For the punter and the dribbler. Like, this podcast that we're doing now yeah, is for them. Exactly. So you've got to be part of the family. You've got to be part of the fabric. they got to know you. you got to know you. They have to know you. Have to. Interesting. Very, Very interesting. interesting development. Now, I mean, there. I can't remember if we had fucking anything. I don't think we've got any uh, written ones. Unfor- I think what we might do with the written ones moving forward is do them on the other podcast. This has got to just be a dribble audio, I think. I think so. I think so. Then we just get through it and then we get out. Makes life a lot easier. Happy to do that. So no written this week? Uh, if they are, I fucking can't be bothered to go find them. Didn't you put them in the ge- the general folder? Yeah, but they're like from two weeks ago now. You know what I'm saying? So... So nothing good. Well, they've all just aged, unfortunately, because we fucked up last week. Does that make sense? Yeah. Plus, I have my entire family at my house for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's the podcast. Punters, dribblers, fuck you, all right? I got family at my house. Look, you got a double dribble this week. Yeah. That should tide you over. This should definitely tide you over. What I will say, and we will get to it more uh, th- thoroughly on the next podcast, but Kelly Slater's reached out. Kelly Slater has reached out. That's he's the greatest server of all time. He's close to the greatest athlete. But he's of one all of time. the greatest athletes of all time. Full stop. A goat. Yeah. Living. Yeah. In Australia. Yeah. Wanting to podcast all off the back of the power of the pun of the dribbler. Yeah. So don't don't underestimate your power, P's and D's. Do not underestimate it for a goddamn second. Um, and 
as, as look, all it takes is respectful interaction with the great That's man. It. You got to, but you got to respect that he's a goat. Yeah, you don't fucking go in there and talk shit to Kelly. No, Slater. you don't talk shit to goats. You just don't do it. It's not no, dumb. No, you don't. And would look, you talk shit to Michael Jordan because he's on that level? Yes, he is on that level. He's on bro. that level. He's on that level. Now, uh, obviously, still remains to be seen that we get him on. Some say that it's a wall pull from Kelly, but I believe Kelly's sick. Look, and look, I think if it was a wall pull, he'd just ignore. He'd us. just ignore us. That's my thinking. Yeah. But he but could be crafty. Who knows? Who knows? But by all means, keep reaching out in a respectful manner to Kelly and just let him know that you want him to come on. We're giving him some time for his throat to heal. Send a big care package of butter menthols. They're en route. They're on they route, should have arrived today. They should have already got there now. Um, but that's very exciting. Thrilling. We'll get into it maybe a little bit more next podcast, see if there's any developments. But that is the Dribbler Pod for this week, or two weeks really. Great stuff. I've enjoyed the shit out of it. Mate, that was tremendous. I've got to say, tremendous from the dribblers. Really yep. turned up for the last two weeks, I yep. reckon. Mm-hmm. Tremendous. Tremendous. Stuff. All right. Be Bye-bye. soon. Bye-bye. Dribble soon. Mm-hmm. Could you two just not talk anymore?